Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. My name is Wanaka Overhuber, and I'm your host. My guest today is Rodney Shelberg, MD. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? Thank you for asking. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's go into a topic that is dear to both of us. And you suggested that you talk about how to find the space and the quiet in oneself to hear the voice of God. So I'd like to go into that. Since we already recorded a rec um, once, we, we can listen to your story um, in the other recording. And now we'll go into this topic. So I'm really, really excited about this. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure. And I'm calling um, from Bangor, Maine, in the United States, for those of you that are trying to remember me. Um, I'm a retired emergency room doctor, and I have several encounters where I was able to hear the voice of God, Christ, or divine consciousness. And that voice would guide me into treating people and telling me what to do. And so I thought it'd be a nice topic is, how do you do that? How do you create a space to hear God? Because all we hear is our ego thoughts. And our ego thoughts are always screaming, you have to do this, you have to do that. You're, you're reacting to the appearances of a world that's quite frankly insane. And you're always on the lookout with attack and defense. How am I going to get through this? How am I going to pay this bill? What's this relationship doing? So I thought what I'd do is start off with just a couple of short stories that are true that happened in my experience just to give you a feel for what I did. And then we'll talk about them in a little bit more detail. So the first story um, happened, both of these stories happened in uh, the ER and the hospital. A trauma patient came in by ambulance and they were pretty banged up. And um, so you can imagine I've got the paramedics, nurses, the trauma crew, and people are running around frantically like in the movies. And everybody's kind of yelling. The patient's very nervous and scared. And my job as the attending doctor is to come into this. And initially, when I was younger, I would get tricked by all the disturbance and the upset. And I'd get pulled into it, start shouting orders. You do this, you do that, and da-da-da. And it wasn't really very effective at helping the patient or myself. And eventually I learned uh, a, the way to, uh, to get through this is to learn to be quiet and learn to listen. And so I would come into this situation of trauma and there's all this chaotic activity. That's the ego mind screaming and trying to seduce me and distract me. And I would literally, in my mind, the first thing is stop it. Stop the thinking, get off the merry-go-round, stop being caught up by the appearance and the distractions. And sometimes what I would say is to everybody, everybody calm down, take a breath, and let's do our job. I also found it very helpful in these difficult situations to either physically take a step back or take a step to the side. And it dawned on me that when I do that, um, where my head used to be, 
is no longer there. It's now a foot in another direction. And I said, oh, I am creating a vacuum or a pause or a space for God. So that's the first thing that you need to be thinking about when you're in any situation, if it's considered minor or major, is, is you got to create a pause in your thinking. You got to create space for God. So imagine if you will, you just take your, your hand and shove it across and push your ego to the side or take a step to the side or take a step back. The minute I did that in the ER, then this divine energy has a place to come into my mind, into my right uh, Christ mind consciousness. And from there, it would go out into the room and everybody would start to feel this divine love and divine peace and start to calm down. And this tremendous peace would settle on the ER and the patient would feel this and they would start to calm down. Their fear would start to dissipate and um, then everything would turn out well. I, I didn't lose very many people unless they're pretty bad, pretty in, in really bad shape. But a lot of times by taking that moment to stop the ego thinking and create a space and ask yourself, what does God have to say? What does God want to say to me? Because God's will for me is perfect happiness. He wants to give you love and peace. But if you're fighting and reacting to all of this turmoil going on around you, you'll be very patient and just wait and say, well, when you're ready, I'm still here. So I study A Course in Miracles every day and I'll reference one of the lessons in the back of that um, about the listening process. So it's very important that the very first thing you do is stop thinking, stop reacting to the appearances. And you have to do that by detaching yourself from, from the environment that you're in. So I, I physically move initially. Now I don't have to do that anymore. I can just stop my thinking. It comes with practice. The second thing that um, is very helpful is to get uh, relaxed and get very quiet. And you do this by, initially I would uh, do this with my breathing. I'd, I'd take three big breaths and just, just some nice deep breaths and let my shoulders drop. And, and I get the tension out of my body. And when you take deep breaths like that, you're stimulating what's called the vagus nerve. And that's the nerve that leads to meditation and quiet and peace. So again, you're starting to slow down your thinking. You're slowing your body down. So three breaths is just the minimum. But you learn to start to be quiet and to become peaceful. Then the next thing you want to do is you want to develop what I call a listening ear. You, you intentionally say, I want to hear what the divine has to say. What does he have to say about what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, about what's going on. And as you do that, in, you're quiet, you're breathing, slowing down, you have an expectation that I can hear. And the truth is, God speaks to us all day long. It's just that we get distracted by outside events and we go down these dark roads and, and God is saying, come back to the light, come back to peace, come back to love and let us be one. So that's the third thing is just develop the expectation, develop a listening ear, 
that I want to hear what the divine has to say. And the last thing that I do uh, is usually it's I'm in trouble <laughs> and, uh, and I ask for help. I, I, I literally say, Father, Christ, Mother Mary, uh, Buddha, um, whatever you want to call it. But I want to say, I need help. I need, I can't see well enough to understand what's going on. So sometimes your patients come in, they can't talk and they're unconscious. So you really have no idea what's wrong with them. Um, but when you stop and say, okay, Father, you see everything. I need help with this. The divine will then give you inspiration, a creative thought. That's how God talks to you is, oh, I know what to do. You get a, a feeling. You get a feeling that I know. And it's the power of God coming through you that says, this patient needs to be on a ventilator. This needs to start this medicine, that medicine. In your own personal life, it may, it may, you got to go to the grocery store or you got to get gas or you don't have to get on the freeway right now. And then you find out there's a huge traffic accident. And so by using these steps and constantly asking, it gets to be practice that gets easier and easier. And now I do it automatically without even thinking. So another example that I wanted to share with you is um, this young woman came in, in into surgery and um, had a had a went through surgery, but had a had a reaction to one of the medicines, and it caused her heart to beat really fast, and it was going so fast, uh, she became unresponsive and then stopped breathing. So a Dr. Blue code was called, and um, in the hospital, we have code teams. So we had a critical care doctor and an internal medicine doctor, plus two code teams trying to resuscitate this patient, and, and they couldn't do it. They, they kept shocking her with electricity, trying different drugs, and nothing was working. And after 20 minutes, they gave up. They said, she's, she's on her way out. She's going to die. And she was getting blue and mottled. And so the charge nurse runs into the ER and, and asks me to run the code. And I'm thinking, my ego is thinking, why me? I've got an ER to run. I'm not supposed to take care of codes in the hospital. But she grabbed me by the shoulders and lapel, and we ran to the, to the OR suite. So in the OR suite, there's the patient. All the alarms are going off. There's, there's nurses and support staff and everybody's just paralyzed with fear and i had a choice at that point you always have a choice it's it's very quick and it's very subtle but you have a choice and do i want to listen to the ego and what the other doctors and the nurses are saying or do i want to hear what god has to say now two code teams have tried to save this lady's life and they gave up and my ego is saying, well, what can you do? You, you're going to do the same thing. And it didn't work. So then I said, okay, I have to stop my ego thinking. So I just said, stop it. And just kind of took my hand. Just imagine pushing that ego aside. And you have to create a quiet space for God, something really quiet. And it takes just a few seconds. But I just took a breath then. I got quiet by slowing my breathing down. I took about two breaths. And then I developed that listening ear. I, I want to hear uh, a feeling of expectancy. 
what do I want to hear? What does God have to say about this? And then I said, I need help because two code teams have failed. So no matter how bad the situation, whether it's minor or major, that doesn't matter to God. God says, I am here to help. So I stood there for just a few seconds and and immediately when Christ answered very specifically and very clearly that, that she had an allergic reaction to a medication and these side effects were killing her. That's why the shocking and the other life-saving medicines weren't working. They were using the wrong equipment entirely. So she needed an antidote, a different type of medicine. So I gave her that and um, immediately the, the malignant heart rhythm uh, changed into a normal sinus rhythm. And then I followed that with a second medicine that I was told by the divine to give to this woman. And within another 15 minutes, she woke up, took the mask off and started talking with us. So God, because I took the time to listen and be quiet and create that space, um, he was able to tell me what to do. And then I did the, the physical stuff and she lived. So those, those steps are for me, very important. And just, just to review them, it's just, you have to learn to disconnect yourself from whatever the problem is. And you're going with the intention. I want to know what does God have to say? I get it with the ego is saying there's there's all this drama, the excitement, there's fear, and I'm reacting to this person that's dying. Okay, that's the ego side of it. Now, what is the other side? And it takes practice to say, stop it. Just stop that thinking and and detach yourself from what you're seeing and say, okay. And I did that, as I said earlier, I move to the side or I take a step back. I don't have to do that anymore. I can just be relaxed. Second step then is the relaxation. You have to get quiet so that God can talk to you. God comes to a quiet mind. When you're, everything is going crazy, God can't speak to you. And you can, well, he does, but you can't hear him. So it's very, very important to learn to get quiet and relax. And you do that with slowing your breathing down at least three good deep breaths and just imagine yourself totally um, relaxing. And then next you want to develop that listening ear. The expectancy is what does God have to say? And then wait, wait for just a little bit. Um, sometimes God will answer you a day later or sometimes a year later. Um, but if it's a crisis, he usually answers you right away. Um, and then finally, um, ask for help. That, that's when you got that vacuum, you've got that created space for God, ask for help. So I find that those steps are very good in dealing with any problem that, that comes my way, whether it's financial, relationship, house, um, getting on or off the freeway. So when I was saying earlier that, um, that um, I study A Course in Miracles, and I just wanted to go through lesson number 49, and I'm going to abbreviate it. You don't have to listen to the whole thing, but um, the, the, the lesson's titled, God's Voice Speaks to Me All Through the Day. 
And it starts off with, it is quite possible to listen to God's voice all through the day without interrupting your regular activities in any way. That's very important. You can still do household chores, driving, grocery shopping, taking care of trauma patients, and you can still hear God. It's just practice. Next, it says, the part of your mind in which truth abides in constant communication with God, whether you are aware of it or not, you're always communicating with God. Always, you feel that, that voice, you feel the energy. It's just that we don't get pay attention and we get distracted. So it is the other part of your mind that functions in the world and obeys the world's laws. It is this part, the ego mind, that is constantly distracted, disorganized, and highly uncertain. And then in conclusion for this section, it says, listen in deep silence. Be very still and open your mind. That's where you stop it. You stop the ego thinking and you open your mind to divine. You're creating that space for God. Go past all the raucous shrieks and sick imaginings that cover your real thoughts and obscure your eternal link with God. Sink deep into the peace that waits for you beyond the frantic, riotous thoughts and sights and sounds of this insane world. You do not You not, I'm sorry, you do not live here. We are trying to reach your real home. That's that's the spiritual world. You are not trying to be out of place. You are trying to find a place where you are truly welcome. We are trying to reach God. So in abbreviated form, in a couple of examples, this is the process that I go through. And um, it's never let me down. And, and, and just to reiterate, it's just, Stop thinking, detach yourself from what's going on. That's the very first thing you do is get out of that ego mind. You want to get into Christ consciousness, divine mind. And you do that by being quiet. You relax and you let go. You do that by slowing your breathing down. And you can do that deliberately. It takes a few minutes. Um, then you develop that listening ear because you want to hear what has to be said. And then ask for help. Always ask for help, knowing that you will be listened to and taken care of. And quite literally, it results in you, you save people's lives. You're going to have a better life for yourself and your family um, instead of fighting with everybody. So you learn then to be at peace. And it's just a very nice way to live. So that's an abbreviated form without going into a lot of ER detail. Um, so we can talk about that a little bit if you'd like. Um, just let me know. You might want to guide us through the process so that people who listen to it can actually do it for themselves. You have some suggestions on how to do that. I think the first thing is realize um, that whatever you see or hear it's, it's of the ego mind, it's of the dream world, and it's insane. And it can be very frightening or very exciting. But it takes you away from peace, from perfect peace. 
when you have perfect peace, then you can see with your spiritual vision and hear with your spiritual ears just how beautiful everything truly is. You see the divinity, the God is in everything. Yeah, the ceiling, the house, the cars, other people, and you see the Christ in other people, and you see the Christ in, in everything. So as you start to learn this process of, of creating a space for God, pretty soon you realize all day long I'm doing that. So again, it's it's detach yourself from, from this ego world. And um, we have such a need to be in control of it. We have such a need uh, to be right. And those are two aspects of the ego that uh, really lead to disaster on, on many levels. It, it, things can start off as I have a beautiful car and I just love it. And I'm all excited. And then somebody crashes into it and I'm all upset. So I'm constantly going back and forth between happy and sad, whatever. And God's not in that. That's that's all ego upset. So being distracted is, is the first thing, is we have to learn to be the observer. We have to learn to detach and, and just say that's pretend it's a movie and and say that that has no real power. God is the real power. And that's where I want to live is in that power all the time. That means I can hear God and I can see him. And it's really like really nice because he'll take care of everything for me. And it's just a nice way to live. So really the first step in any of this is just stop thinking. Just stop planning, controlling, reacting. Learn to be the observer. Take a step back and, and just look. And, and then that, that stop thinking automatically puts you into Christ consciousness. It puts you into the right mind, if you will. And you're starting to align your thoughts with the thoughts of God. And thoughts such as I and my father are one, that the, that the divine is within me already, and I just have to find it. So I do that by constantly reminding myself I'm not of this world, and I'm a divine being. So stop thinking, I think, is probably the most important thing you can do and stop reacting to the appearances. So, and then the second is, is to get quiet and relax. Um, and in essence, you're, you're learning to be at peace all day long. If, if I look at my life when I was a young man, it was like a metronome. It was good, bad, right, wrong, happy, sad, house, no house. And I was always swinging back and forth by all these distractions, thinking, oh, I got to go to work today, and I don't want to go to work, and good, bad. And finally, it says, you know, this is crazy. I don't want to keep doing this. So if you think of the metronome, where is the very center where, where the metronome is not ticking back and forth? But the very center, it stops the movement, and I call that Christ consciousness. And really, the big swing is between the past and the future. So I want to stay centered in, in the now, right now. And again, the way that I do that is to stop thinking. I stop thinking about the past. I stop thinking about the future. That means I'm, I'm no longer worrying. And I'm turning it because I'm with Christ consciousness. The center of my mind is in alignment with the divine. Um, I have peace and I stay at peace. And all these things that come my way 
instead of reacting to them, the negativity, I give back positive love energy. The, the divine thought is flowing through me, literally coming out of my mouth sometimes and telling me what to do and to help other people. So it's really important to stop, stop that whole thinking process, stop engaging in what you're seeing. Then you'll find as you develop more and more peace in your life, less reactivity, that you become more peaceful and you start to radiate that peace out into the world so that when the ambulance is even coming to you, the problems are coming to you already, they're hitting my sphere of love and peace and compassion. And all of a sudden, everything will start to, to slow down and harmonize because Peace and love are very high vibrations, much higher than the upset and fears. So I open up my sphere of influence and let that love come out of me. And um, so even as, as people and events are coming into my life, they're already starting to slow down and harmonize at a higher frequency of love. And there's peace there. And they feel my peace and they go, I don't know what it is about you, but I'm I'm just so calm. And what I thought was a horrible situation is really no big deal. So that's that's just a nice way to live. Um, upsets are always going to come your way. Distractions are always going to come your way. So you have to learn to be at peace and say, hmm, I choose peace instead of this is one of my favorite um, mantras. And I use that all day long. Um, somebody cuts me off in traffic and my ego wants to get upset and do something stupid. And I go, no, that was a good try, but it's not going to work because I'm going to choose peace. So in essence, what I'm doing is by stop thinking and not reacting, I've created that bubble, that pause for God all day long. And all I get is peace, peace, peace. So it's really um, nice. And the developing the listening ears is is a practice of I really want to hear what the divine has to say. And the divine always says the same is that you and I are one. We are one in peace. And you have the power of, of me within you to influence the world and bring it peace. So I, I develop this constant what did you say? What did you say? And sometimes I get a nudge. Sometimes it's a feeling. Sometimes it's actual words. Um, but God's always speaking to me in one form of communication or another. And so it's learning to trust that, that what I'm hearing is, is in fact, the divine. Um, initially, I would think a doubtful thought. That can't be. Many, many years ago, we had a my administrators were giving me a hard time because I, I didn't drive to a hospital in the middle of winter in Maine. We get tremendous snowstorms. And one day I got a very clear, do not drive today to this place. It's 60 miles out in the country. Do not drive. And I knew that I'd be in trouble with my administration. But I said, okay. So I went to another local hospital and it turned out that on the freeway, there was a 70-car pileup. 70 cars were on ice and snow doing 70 miles an hour, and they all collided. And I would have been in the middle of that. And whew, I was glad at that point I wasn't in the ER. I was a, I was a nursing home director, and I thought, 
all the ERs are going to get flooded with trauma patients. So you learn to trust that voice. You develop a listening ear. It's constantly, what do you have to say, Father? And learning to push that ego aside. If the ego is really starting to scream and, and, I, lo and I, I lose my ability to choose peace, then I have to make a deliberate effort to get quiet and relax and just lower my shoulders down and take a breath, take a breath. So you have complete control. And um, by breathing and getting increasing what I call that vagal tone, your whole body relaxes automatically. And that turns off your threat center that's in your, your brain. It's right in front of your ear. And uh, it turns that off. And then your mind stops the racing and it gets easier and easier to hear. And what, what does God have to say? So that's the, the intention of, I want to hear what you have to say, Father. And then finally, it's, it's always, every time I have a decision, it's I'm asking for help and guidance. And it just gets to be very natural. It's like, should I buy this cheese or not? simple things or should i invest a lot of money in this proposal or not big things um, so no matter what the more i bring god into my life and let god then start to live my life through me um, i get more and more creative thoughts more and more insight more and more peace so just some simple steps that we can actually do this um, by saying, I'm going to stop thinking. I'm, I'm going to get quiet and relax. I do that by breathing. And then develop that listening ear. I want to hear. And then finally ask for help. And at the end of all of this, at the end of the day, um, in a lump sum, I'm just grateful. I'm Because everybody is my teacher. Whether it's a good event or a bad event, that's all subjective, depending on your point of view. But I'm grateful um, because they all teach me something. They, they're all teaching me. And then I think, wait a second, that's God coming through, showing me my strengths and my weaknesses. And and I can get upset with that person and get distracted. Or I can say, what, what did God have to say underneath all of this? Oh, you have a weak spot here. Let me help you build it up. Let me love you and let me heal you. And you go, oh, so that guy that cut me off on the freeway was saying, oh, I still have impatience and I still think this world is real. And maybe it's not. And God is real. In fact, God is the only thing that's real. And God is the only power. And therefore, that being said, I realize I and my father are one. I have that power. So then in this world, I can be uh, a beacon of light, um, a light worker, and I can shine peace on the, on the entire planet and all the people in it and say, okay, our job as light workers is to lift and lift the whole humanity into higher and higher levels of vibration, higher and higher levels of peace, and increase their ability to hear what God truly has to say. And what does God say? You are my son in whom I'm well pleased and I love you. He says the same thing to Hitler and he says the same thing to Gandhi. 
He's saying the same thing to Putin, the same thing to Ukrainian. You're all loved by me because I see myself in you, and that is holy, pure, and perfect. I don't see your dream, but I'm here. If you're upset, these are the steps you can use, and I am right there to help you, and I will always help you. So if you are forever an aspect of God, a thought of God in his holy mind, and you just have to learn to listen and to be quiet and accept that. So I'll give you a chance now to speak. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much you for so going into deeper depths of it. And perhaps some, there's a question now. Anyone wants to ask a question, you're welcome to. Otherwise, Rodney and I will continue <laughs> having our conversation. Well, the question I, I would usually get is always, does this really work? That doubt and fear of the ego. Okay. Uh, I'm in the trenches and the bullets are flying and my life is crashing house is on fire the car's being towed away i mean really and you're so doubtful and fearful to let go and that's an impediment to to hearing um, what god has to say so it comes down to yes these are the techniques i use but underneath that becomes trust and being open-minded that no matter what you see, your world's on fire, you're still going to be taken care of. And that's that's trust and letting go of the control that the ego thinks is so important. Those are major impediments to hearing. And um, then fear kicks in. I'm unworthy of, of what me talk to God. Are you serious? And Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? I mean, here's Christ, here's Buddha, here's here's Mother Mary sitting across from me saying, how are you doing, Rod? Ah, uh, <laughs> my only experience that even comes remotely close to this, many years ago, I was a doctor that took care of the President of the United States for a day when he was visiting Bangor. And that was, to me, awe-inspiring. It's like the head of our country. And what really scared me was all the guys with the guns and the Secret Service. And I said, okay, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but when you're talking about the divine, how wonderful that power is. And to say it is so loving that all it wants to do is give you love. And we have doubt built into us. We have fear and Am I good enough for this? That that comes to that was a very hard thing for me to get over, that um, I was worthy of this, because I finally realized that the, the the divine is already within me, and I'm I grew up Catholic and I was taught to go to church and pray and there's this statue on a cross and was always judging me whether I was right or wrong, and I had to work through those traditional fears and beliefs. But God's very patient and he's very kind. And so he initially starts off with thoughts of you are loved and I will guide you and help you. Even though you're not going through the process of creating the vacuum, 
once you've been touched by God, you have no choice. You're on the path. And you may take a few steps or you may start running. But but once you've been called, you, you soldier up, you're moving on. And, and God says, I'm well pleased. Thank you for listening. Because you did listen. It's an unconscious thing. But you start to feel in your heart a longing. Like, I want to go home. I want to be with my father. And that desire gets stronger and stronger every day. And pretty soon, it... Um, it it's it outweighs everything in your life and i no longer care if i'm unemployed or if i'm sick i know i'll be taken care of and my job then is to listen very carefully because god says this is a lesson that's all it is and it's a lesson where you're blocking my love to you so trust in me believe in me believe that you are worthy of my grace and you already have it. It's already within you. And just release it into your life. Stop listening to the ego distractions. I've got so much work to do. I lost all my clients. I'm having all these problems. Nothing's working. Uh, that's all the ego pulling you down. And so even before you, you, you get on all that, you stop and, and say at a, at a very deep level, I'm going to start trusting the divine who's already within me, who already says, I want the best for you. In fact, one of the course lessons, um, uh, 101, I think it says, God's will for you is perfect happiness. Seriously? Perfect happiness? Yes. Why aren't I happy? Well, because your ego is distracting you. So I want you to get back and harmonize with me that I am pure love and that's what I'm offering you. And I'm going to give it to you constantly. And I'm going to gradually help you to learn to see that. So you can speed that process up by being an active participant. Stop thinking. Stop reacting with the ego. And let God love you. Let that divine flow through you into your life. And make those crooked roads straight. Stop doing this alone. Stop fighting with it. Just say, I'm just going to stop this thinking. I'm going to stop looking at these appearances, no matter what they are, you know, good or bad. There's still a distraction. And, and I'm going to move in and stay centered in peace. I'm going to have that metronome stop swinging back and forth. And I'm going to stay centered in Christ consciousness, peace consciousness, or love consciousness. And let that beautiful energy act as a sphere of love that flows out of me into everything around me so that everything is blessed by this divine love. That is what you want to do. And that sphere gets bigger and bigger. Uh, and you can feel it. You can literally feel it. And then you, sometimes you can see it. And it's really quite lovely. And then once you have the peace um, and you've relaxed, then all these appearances just don't upset you anymore. And they're taken care of. When, and then when, and then, like I said earlier, um, if you fall down, and I do every day, something sucker punches me or gets me, and I just have to say, oh, okay, you got me, and the ego got me, and I, I, I forgive the illusion, I forgive myself, and then I get back into that Christ consciousness, that center to peace, and I again start up that listening process. 
what does God have to say about this? Oh, you fell off. No big deal. You made a mistake. A minor sin. No, you made a mistake. I'm a bad person. No, you made a mistake. I'm still worthy of your love. Yes, you always have my love. And you you just let it go and you just smile and keep keep on going. And um, it's so beautiful that the divine goes before you and always creates peace. So I'm at perfect peace and I just relax. Um, but it takes it takes uh, undoing and unlearning of the ego tactics and tricks and to get out of fear-based thoughts in order to do this. And fear is a great hook. And it's like, uh, but if it's fear, it's not made by God. Therefore, it's not real. So if I'm afraid, I'm in my ego mind and I have to get out of it. So then you say those four steps, stop it, relax, you know, ask for help, um, develop a listening ear, but always recenter yourself on Christ consciousness, no matter what the problem is, because it's just part of the movie. And you say, I don't need to worry. I have the power of the divine within me. And my job is to, to accept that power and then release it into the world. So I'm a light worker. And I like to be a benediction and a blessing to the world. So there's there's steps you go through. So um, just some ideas for you to, to, to consider. It's practice. Um, I started in 1996 sitting in church, beautiful church. And um, I, was, I was, had my medical career going. I had cars, a beautiful home. And I thought, I'm still not happy. Okay, I've done everything that the ego says, and I'm still not happy. So I asked God, I was in church, and I sat there, and I said, why am I still unhappy? And what can what do I need to do? And the voice said, invite me in. And I'm like, what? <laughs> invite me in. And so I did. In all sincerity, I, I invited the, the divine to come within me. So from 96 and then 2004, there was a big change in my life. And that's really accelerated me on a spiritual path. And, and every day, is, it's, it's becoming more and more um, a blessing, a development, more senses. I know I'm taken care of. There's more peace. And it's like, wow, this just doesn't end. It's like, it's, it just gets bigger and bigger, more expansive. So... It's, it's not like an overnight process for most people. Some people it is, but it wasn't for me. It was years. And I'm very thankful for that because, you know, back then I had a 20 amp fuse and God works on 200 amps. So if I, if I uh, got the full force of God, it, it, I would explode. <laughs> I would just explode. So he says, well, how about an amp a year? We'll just do a little bit. And, um, and it's been a very graceful, gentle process. And, and now it's easy to, to talk with the divine and, and hear him all day long. It's a constant dialogue. I like, I like to use, uh, say, Jesus. Um, sometimes it's Joel Goldsmith. Sometimes it's uh, Ken Wapnick. But there's different, whatever form uh, the divine chooses to use to talk to me is what he uses. Sometimes it's a feeling 
a sensation, an intuition, a creative thought, but all these different ways that God communicates with us, we just have to be attuned to it. Be, you know, listen for it. And, and, and then when you hear it, act upon it. So that increases your confidence and that increases your trust. And it makes this whole process so much easier. So pretty soon um, at the, at the, at the end of the day, it's, I feel like a little child and I have my hand in the hand of God and he's like my father walking with me um leading me and he's actually walking a little ahead of me and says let me just clear these these roads for you so you don't get into these uh entanglements so i'm at peace yeah so so learning to let go and trust is really at the beginning of all of this but the biggest thing is when everything's on fire is just stop thinking stop reacting and create a space for god what does god have to say that's going to get you out of this mess. Wow. I mean, this is a, a process that has taken you many years. And nonetheless, uh, this is a gentle process. And if, and, and if you said it, your fuse would have went, wouldn't have worked at the time for 200 amps. Well, it's a process and you're growing and you're on the path, right? And you think about the prodigal son, you are the prodigal son because you're listening to this and you're putting it out there and other people are listening. So we're all standing up and saying goodbye to the pigs and we're turning around and kind of cleaning ourselves off. And I'm just going to walk home now. And, and I know that God is going to take the final step. He's going to put his arms out and he's going to say, welcome home, my holy child. You are back home with the divine. We are one again. And in that is the completeness and the fullness of, of the life. So that empty feeling I had in the church back in 1996 is gone. It's, it's gone because I can only be happy from deep within. And then I give that happiness to those around me and that attracts in um, new people in my life and the old things that didn't serve me are gone. And it's tremendous cleaning out, putting down the baggage, if you will. Um, it's a nice way to live. Just so, so just uh, sit back and watch it all unfold and, and know that you're not alone. So. And that's that's sort of what's underlying um, creating a space for God is realizing He's there all the time, and you just have to listen. But we need help, <laughs> and because you think you need more help than others, that's not true. There is no hierarchy, and God doesn't keep score. He just says, "I'm right here." You know what can I do for you? You are my child, in whom I'm well pleased. And I don't care if it's the president of the United States or a street person or Rod Schelberg. All I see is love. And that love has a dark spot. Let me wash that clean and help you out. So it's like, hmm, learn to learn to let go and, and trust and, and know that as Christ has told me many times, all is well. 
Fear not, all is well. I'll be quiet for a few minutes. it all the time and doesn't know why right but it's true so yeah that's beautiful and and yes you want to have exact instruction for things and you did get exact instructions in the er and in other situations and so obviously that is an option too right to get exact instructions on what to do what to decision to make or so on on top of the message all is well. Yeah, sometimes I get a I get a plunk on the side of the head like that. I'm like, ow. <laughs> Jesus loves to tease me. And in the in those two cases, and the second case I talked about, the young lady, he literally shouted in my ear. It was just it was real clear. There was no gee, I wonder. It was very clear. And like, you don't have a lot of time here. You've got like a few minutes and she's gone. It's pretty, pretty intense. But the more intense, the louder the message. That's been my experience. And it's it's always my voice, but it's certainly not my thoughts because I'm clueless. I'm like, okay, I don't know what else to do to save someone's life. But God, Christ, the divine always knows will always give you the correct answer and will always guide you. you you'll never be led astray the ego will get you into trouble left and right but not god he's he's, he's never done that are there any questions at this point anyone's questions i i certainly feel there's so much more When you when you allow yourself to stop, right? You just stop what's going on. Stop thinking about the future and the past, worrying or or getting upset. And then make space by breathing deeply and ask for help. Now those are really really good steps to do it. And yeah, and you like you said, I think that's really beautiful. No matter how much is going on works for you and so it can work for anyone because you certainly were in pretty deep trouble and in certain situations and you were able to get the answers you needed and the help it's it's really a nice way to live to know that you're always being taken care of it, it gets to be such a comfort to say, oh, I don't have to worry about anything. It, it just, each day just gets easier and your trust and confidence gets stronger. So it's just practice, having experiences and um, some are real scary and some are real beautiful. But nevertheless, at the end of the day, you're grateful and you're filled with, with just peace. I'm just peaceful. So that's the gift to the world and to myself. So, yeah. Just people you speak with them, 
share your thoughts and their, they share their thoughts with you and how that has been helpful in helping you. Would you like to talk about how the divine in whatever form it appears to you or comes to you has been helping you to help others, your siblings and well, thank you for that. Um, I, I, I've changed from medicine to spiritual medicine. And um, people get stuck uh, either with a physical illness or an emotional upset or something that's um, causing a spiritual upset. So there's many areas in, in, in life that people get hung up. So what I do uh, is I listen and sometimes it's a talking session. These are one-hour sessions, and that person will just talk about their problems. And I get divine intuition to say, oh, you should do this or you should do that. And it explains what's going on. So there's a physical communication, but there's also a spiritual communication going on. And, and the person, as they start to understand about their problems, healing starts to occur. So all illnesses are created in the mind first, and then they're projected onto the body. And then we get trapped in thinking, oh, you've got cancer. Oh my God, what am I gonna do? And that fear kicks in. You think the cancer is real. Then what do you do? You go to outside of yourself to outside help, the doctors and hospitals. And that's all well and good. Um, but you can also say, well, I have the power within me to heal myself. So depending on how much faith you have, a little faith or a lot of faith, it's like I hear what the divine has to say. We'll talk about that, and your fear will start to go down. As your fear goes down, your healing goes up. And you're saying, oh, the cancer's not as bad as we thought, or... In some cases, over a year and a half, the cancer is gone just by talking about it. Sometimes I've had acute uh, intervention where um, one man was complaining about his back, and he says, oh, by the way, and I hate, oh, by the ways, they're the worst. But he says, oh, by the way, I'm having dizzy episodes. And Christ shouted into my ear, he has critical aortic valves closure. He's going to die. And so I told him that he went to the ER and sure enough, his valve was critical. He had surgery the next day. And during that process, they, re they replaced a valve. So he didn't have time to meditate and talk about it. I mean, death is knocking on his door. We, we, use the, we still use medicine. And, but I said, you're going to be walking that day, which is normally impossible and you're gonna be discharged in five days, which is utterly impossible. And yet that's exactly what happens. So he gets a new valve. He's walking around the unit at night, just had open heart surgery. He's walking around, no pain. In fact, his back pain is gone. And he's like, I feel great. And he kept bugging the nurses after five days. They said, all right, get out of here. Um, so that healing process is always there. Then the second thing that I do is I lead you in a guided meditation um, and I help you to relax. And then at that point, a lot of times the divine comes in and 
I channel, I feel the energy, I feel you. And um, sometimes there's a touch, sometimes there's a sensation, a feeling, and I convey that to you in this meditation. And then the third closing thing that I like to do is, is channel that divine love, let it flow through me into you for your healing to occur. And that's when people, many times if they're open, they'll say, I saw lights, I felt this, I felt that, and gee, my back doesn't hurt so much anymore. And it's like, okay, we do a lot of simple treatments like that. These sessions are on Zoom, and um, mostly uh, because of all the, I'm kind of far away from people, but it doesn't matter because all minds are joined, so I can channel energy to you right now if I so choose. And if you're receptive to it, the people that I have trouble with are not receptive to that kind of healing. They want to take a pill, but I'm 50% responsible. You're 50% responsible. So it's just healing sessions that I offer people. And um, I've seen some pretty amazing things and uh, people have been happy with that. So in my, I created a website, drrodchalberg.com that people can go to and they can just sign up for a session and it can be one session or they can have several, whatever they want. There's no real formula, but towards the end of the session, I get guidance that, well, you, you still have some resistance, some blocks. Let's do another session in say two weeks and let you mull on what I've told you. And it's, it's like, it's been very uh, satisfying to, to know that the divine has flowed and touched and you start to lose your fear of the illness and you slowly heal. But then the ego comes back to you and says, oh, are you sure? I think this guy's a fake. And, you know, that doubt starts creeping back in and then the illness comes back. So, okay, like in medicine, you need a booster shot because the ego is very sticky and tenacious. It'll just keep pulling you down. And we want to just cut those tethers and make you free. So give it a couple of weeks and do another session. You get your booster shot and what's worked, what hasn't. And then we go through the same process of a healing, guiding meditation, and then channeling of divine love. And then on occasion, in the middle of the week, somebody will call up, they're in crisis and and I'll just channel love to them for, for whatever. And um, they feel it. And then things manifest to all the, that pressure and fear and discomfort all goes away. So something I do. I'm out of medicine now. I'm retired. <laughs> but I still like serving and helping people. So this is a skill that I, too, am developing and getting better at. that's something really important and and I think what you also are offering by doing this is a la helping others to serve as well because I think the people that come to you are people who will once they recover from whatever is bothering them be of great service to others as well I call that the the, the ripple effect that that as you are healed and you start to harmonize 
from 20 amp to 30 to 40, your light gets brighter and brighter. And you walk forward under the laws of God, which is the law of grace. I'm walking with God instead of the human laws of the ego world where you speed, you get a ticket. You know, there's always a consequence. And God is just more and more love. And that divine goes before you. And what you leave behind you as you go down this path is a benediction. So you see the waves going up and down. You walk forward in grace. You leave peace and grace behind you. So it's the ripple effect that just goes out. And it touches you. But it also, if you are upset with, say, a parent, it goes back and touches them. Even if they're, they're deceased, they're still benefited by it. And then you find out, oh, it goes back to my, the grandmother or grandfather. So you see the waves. You throw the, the rock into the middle of a pond, and you see the waves go out in, in concentric circles, right? So it touches grandmother, but it touches all of her friends, and it touches their friends. You see, so the circle has to be complete. So that's what you're doing um, It's in the process of healing. Plus, you're healing your body, and you're healing your mind, and you're healing your life. So in essence, you're walking home to God, and you step in a, a rut hole and go, oops, <laughs> let's get out of that. And because I don't like eating with the pigs, to be honest with you. Um, I'd much rather be in a nice five-star hotel having dinner. So you just made a little mistake. Just correct it. Stop that thinking and just keep going. But you become the light of the world. And it's such a nice place to be that, that you can shine bright. Your light is going to make it bright for others and others and others. It goes back through space and time, which are just human concepts. It goes into the, the whole sonship is what you're doing is blessing everybody. That's the power that you have. And so you want to get out of this um, victim mentality. Oh, I've got cancer. Uh it's okay because you can transcend that thought and say, again, stop it. It doesn't have to be a trauma patient. It's an abnormal thought that you're having of fear made manifest as cancer. Stop it. I am not a victim. I can be healed and I'm going to ask for divine help. So every time that thought of fear comes up, you just go back through that sequence. So stop it. And then you start to say, once your mind is free, then the next whole nother topic is, well, what if? What if you could be cured? Wouldn't that be nice? What if you could have the job you want? What if? And you start to get that creative thought energy flowing into you that, yes, 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 because you are becoming happy. When you're happy, that means God is flowing through you and, and the divine is happy. Because God's will, as I said earlier, is perfect happiness for you. And you're saying, I, I really can have that. And it's it's really fun. Um, so what if you could have the job? What if you could have everything you wanted? And you're just like, eventually you come down to all I want is God. I, I no longer want the cars, the house, and the prestige, and the money. I don't care. You know, because once you've been touched by that divine love, 
that's all you want. That's the only thing that fills me up and makes me happy. And, and then the added things, the things that you need to be taken care of as a, as a person, a house, a car, and money, will also flow into your life. And it's like, I don't have to be afraid of lack anymore. I don't have to be afraid of illnesses anymore. I don't have to be afraid of bombs anymore. Because more and more, I know I'm divinely protected. And the things, the added things that the Bible talks about are given to you. Because it's God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The freedom, the, the life. And you're going... Boy, this just gets easier and easier. And the things that don't serve me are taken away. That's okay. They did a great job. They got me this far. It's like learning to walk and having to use crutches for a while. And you just truly value the crutches. Then you realize, I don't need them to walk anymore. And I can lay them down or I can give them to somebody else. And But I'm going to walk now. And then you find out, I can jog. Isn't that cool? And you go further down the path to the light, and then you realize, I can run. You see? And it's a, the whole process accelerates. The more you do it, the more you practice it, it, it accelerates. And then eventually you, you get to where you, you're embraced by the divine, and you feel those arms around you, and it's like, I'm at peace. I'm at peace. And so as I was reading in A Course in Miracles, you can be in this world, living this world, and God is your co-pilot, not the ego. It's like flying an airplane. There's always a pilot and a co-pilot, and they decide to fly to Los Angeles. And, well, the ego says, well, let's fly to Alaska. Let's then fly to Florida. Well, then let's fly to Utah. Zig, 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 all over the place. And God says, let's just go straight. Get off these crooked roads, and let's just go straight and back home to the, to the kingdom. And you find that the kingdom is within you. You don't have to go anywhere. Just stop. Again, stop it. Just stop right now. And the minute you do that, where you stop, where you're sitting right now, becomes holy ground. I and my father are one. Right there where you are. Right here where I am. Our, our bodies are separate, but not our minds. So you... Are on holy ground right now. Those that are listening are on holy ground right now. And these thoughts are being broadcast all around the, the, the whole uh, world. People don't know it, but there's loving thoughts going around the whole world, and that rises the humanity's consciousness overall because ultimately everybody wants to go home and feel that divine peace. I want the peace of God more than anything, and I have it. And so it's like, oh, it's just practice. Just practice. Stop that thinking. Take a step back. Relax. And just, all right. And then you learn, learn to let go, and, and, and you trust. So it's, it's all doable. Um, and then your willingness to practice and, and really... It, it some big bullets have come my way um and uh it's just like i choose peace i always all day long i choose peace i choose peace and i don't want to be right don't care i don't care what people think it's just 
I want peace. I want peace. And that being said, I'm always giving peace to the world, giving peace to all the problems. Well, then what comes back to me is reflected is love and peace. Isn't that nice? So I'm out there and bang, there goes the tire on the car. I choose peace. Oh, there's a tow truck right behind me. Oh, I can fix that for you. Wasn't that nice? So instead of getting all upset and mad, I just choose peace. This guy drives up, fixes the car. He's now filled with peace. And he's going, you know, I don't know what it is about you, but I feel good. He's just been touched by God. And I've been touched by God. So it's a nice way to live. And uh, God's very gentle. He'll, he'll bring you down this road. And he'll take you as much as you want to go. And then you'll stop and rest. You might backslide a little bit, but that's okay. That's just part of the growing process of peeling the layers off the onion, if you will. But then the next layer is even deeper. And you get through that, then the next layer is even deeper. And you go deeper and deeper into peace. And um, pretty soon that's all you experience is peace. And then those around you say, I just want to be near you. I just, I feel good. And dogs and cats always want to come to me <laughs> it's the funniest thing and uh but they feel the peace they have no ego they just like oh you're like a warm blanket you're you're really nice to be with so it gets to be a nice way to live so i give you a chance to speak now we're coming to the last trek of this because we are coming close to the time when we finish. So I will, I'm really, really happy that we're talking about this, this, this process in more detail. And, and, and it has served you very well. And for those who haven't listened to our previous conversation, that's a good place to go to hear about how in these really, really stress, otherwise stressful situations, how peace came in and Rod was able to decide from that place, get messages and decide from that place. And on top of that, Rod has written books about it. So if, if you want to find out about what he experienced in even more detail than in our conversation, you even have books available. And of course, you can go to him and have a session and find out what that's like as he described it really nicely so that you know what to expect and what it's like. Yeah. So now that we have an idea of what this process is like, and you say you're living in this constant peace and when upsets come up, you, you return to it very relatively quickly through the process that you described for us in more detail what what other and uh, maybe there is no other message right because you you've already said all is well and all is straightened and so on and so forth but is there anything you'd like to add to to help us and yeah we have a question so i'll i'll allow So go ahead, Jens. 
You just need to unmute. You have to press the microphone. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Also, I only can hear Rodney. When I quick, I cannot hear you because uh, when you speak, it's 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 hardly to to hear. So first, I wanted to thank you for this uh, wonderful atmosphere during the during the live stream and uh, the trust that's coming through. And may I ask a question? Um, Ronnie, you were talking about cancer and, and this stuff. And I'm dealing w since one year with a high risk cancer and all these operation, uh, medication and meditation uh, didn't stop this thing. And what do you think? Is there a missing link? I haven't seen, or is it still trusting the process and being still and trusting the healing process? Um, it's it's still you're on a learning growth curve, and um, it's 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 again learning to be quiet and. Um, trust that that you'll be taken care of so i i personally had three different cancers i had in 2000 colon cancer then i had kidney cancer and then i had testicular cancer and in all of those i had um, surgery to remove the cancer we have um, i did not have the spiritual strength if you will to except that I could heal myself. But I still had a great deal of doubt that the doctors were wrong and that I could heal myself. So it came down to, can I get quiet enough in my mind to stop being fearful? And can I get quiet enough to accept that I can be healed, that the, the divine within me is going to heal me? And the answer was yes. So... My last cancer was 2014, and 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 so that was taken out surgically, and then I just didn't have any more follow-up with that. I said, these problems are not real in my mind. And your challenge is, is you have to learn to step back and be the observer and say, oh, this body has cancer, but actually there's a thought in your mind that, that, that you're unworthy of love. And you're manifesting that so that there's a guilty thought that you've done something wrong. This is very deep for you. It's all the way down to your sacrum. Um, and you actually, have, you've worked on this before. And um, you're, 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 you're getting more comfortable um, learning to trust. You don't have the full strength, so you need to lean on the medicine to help you. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, acute trauma patient doesn't have time to learn to meditate and be quiet and ask for help because they're going to die in the next few minutes. So they need medicine. So in your case, it's, 
it's you're taking on a big chunk of spiritual development. You're deciding to do a broad jump. And this, this whole ego is pulling you down and making you think that you're unworthy and that it's not possible to heal. So what you find acceptable is medical healing, which is great. But you can add to what you're doing to say, I'm going to have an easy surgery. I'm going to have a successful chemo. I'm going to have a happy life and start to see yourself, you know, a year from now is cancer free. See, right now you're seeing, uh, looks like I'm going to die from this, but you can change that and say, I choose peace instead of this. That's every time you talk to the doctor or you get the report, no matter what it says, I choose peace instead of this. I choose to align myself with God. So when the doctors talked with me, I would say, I hear you, but I'm not listening to you. I said that in my mind, because you can't say that to a doctor. They get upset. I don't know why. But um, I hear you, but I don't listen. I'm not going to accept what you say is true. I'm going to go and find the Christ within me, and I'm going to let that Christ express its love into my life. And I'm going to let that love lift me into a higher and higher sphere of health. And so that means that the chemotherapy is going to be much more effective. The care is going to be effective. And, and I'm going to be blessed by this instead of persecuted by it. I am loved. And I'm going to allow that love to come through as an adjunct to boost uh, the, 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 the chemo and the surgery. And I'm going to change my thinking. I'm going to stop it. Stop thinking negative thoughts. They're unconscious at this point. And that's what makes it tough. But you can still say, I stop it. I'm not going to listen to what the doctors say. I'm going to accept divine intervention. I'm going to accept healing. I'm going to accept peace. Those are your true gifts. And then they start to manifest in your life. And you say, look at that. That cancer is starting to regress. Express the gratitude that you know you ask for help on a deep level. And it came. So it's like, you stop your thinking. It's unconscious. I get that. That's what makes it tough. But you say, stop it. I am a child of God and I'm protected and I'm taken care of. And, and believe that wholeheartedly. And it had your, your mind heals with those thoughts and you have your freedom. So it's not like you're doing anything wrong. But just start to question the validity of what the doctors are saying and things like that. And know that you ultimately will be given peace. That is really what you want, is the peace of God. And whether you have it in this body or not, it really doesn't matter. Once you have that divine peace, um, you heal. You, you, your body reflects the healing process. So you can do it. You've got the power of God within you to, to heal. And it's a matter of accepting that and stop aligning your thinking with the ego, the thoughts of fear and pain and suffering and death, 
and align yourself with the thoughts of God that I am healed by the mighty. I have the power to heal myself. Let that divine uh, uh, love flow out of your heart into your life. So it's like you've got a lampshade of fear. Let's just take that off and, and claim your freedom. So you need a crutch for a little while to help you. That's called surgery and, and chemotherapy. But it gets to be less and less and less the more you accept that I am a divine child of God. I'm protected and taken care of. I don't have to worry anymore. So it's just practice. It's just practice. But go with the intention that this is all going to work out. Go with the intention of seeing yourself in a year as having a very healthy body and be at peace. Be at peace with that. So that's my two cents worth for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're very welcome. All right. Very meaningful. I think it's also a metaphor for what many people are going through when they're sick, feel sick or are dealing with health issues or mental issues. Is this needing to choose to see that there might be another option? Well, that's, that's the same as the ER story I was telling you about. And, you know, thank you for sharing that, the cancer, because it doesn't matter what the distraction is. It's a distraction, and it becomes fearful and chaotic. And you have to, no matter what the problem is, stop it. Stop listening and get quiet. Create, create that vacuum for God that he can then say, Oh, here's what we can do to help you. Here's how we can guide you. He's always talking to you that I love you. I'm going to take care of you. And um, but we got to get our ego out of the way. It's like be quiet. Just stop. And so so thank you so much for sharing your your experiences with us and also responding to these very concrete concerns and questions that come up in our minds and these scenarios of how the ego is making us go down the the negative funnel or whatever you want to call it right and how to change to to turn around and say okay there is help and I can ask for it and I deserve it. And I can actually follow the instructions given. Yeah, it's all practice. It's learning to question the ego mind and trusting the divine mind. It's practice. And that's why you fall down so you can learn to get back up again and get back on the path. So it hurts at first, but after a while, it's just a little bump, like a speed bump on the parking lot. It's like, well, it's not so bad. So it just, the whole process gets easier. 
So anyway, I'll let you finish. So thank you so much for for being our surprise guest today, because nobody knew who would be coming after I had to announce that the guest that was planned will be coming on the 24th. So you'll still get to hear Jory Love and her story and her insights and wisdom on the 24th of October. And today, Rod was so kind to share his. And I think it's really beautiful because it's a follow-up on what we talked about in the previous conversation that we had. So this really deepens and strengthens the whole thing so that we can have even deeper insights and understandings of what you are given to spread or to extend. And we all are joined in this. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for participating. Thank you for sharing. And please spread the word, subscribe, and just enjoy. And there's really a lot to listen to. And next week I have another wonderful person as my guest. So that's going to be really exciting. So Scott DeTamble is his name. Yeah, so this is going to be really fun. So thank you so much. And please join us some more. <laughs> Blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.